Hi, welcome to Spotter Podcast. My name is Sajal and join me in passing through topics on digital disruption. Spotter is a new way to explain old topics. It is a podcast where my attempt is for you to hear a fresh take on an everyday topic that you haven't heard before. Spotter does this by exploring challenges and opportunities of everything digital in enterprises and in society. I try to pass through many topics on digital disruption in an attempt to paint a fresh perspective on topics that you've heard many times over. So thank you for listening to Spotter and I hope you like this latest episode. So the software that Tesla makes is the essence of the user experience that is built in a Tesla car. Mm. And also the software helps in autonomous driving. The self-driving car is all mostly dependent software. on the software, right? Mm. And also they have these over-the-air updates that they push it to their engines and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they have also their own operating systems that they're working on for Tesla cars exclusively. Right. But on the other side, they also manufacture cars. Right. So what is Tesla? Which is, the I think the assembly line is pretty much automated. Yes. So the assembly line in many ways is also being dictated by the hardware and the software to assemble the cars. So it's right. actually a good question. Yeah. In my opinion, Tesla is what... Elon Musk wants it to be. <laughs> yeah, that's so. Yeah, yeah. How want, he sees the company is how I feel it will evolve. And how he tweets also. And how he, yeah, how yeah. he tweets about it. Yeah. It's a good question at a philosophical level. I don't think Elon Musk personally really cares about uh, what kind of company it is. But for us who are interested in this topic, the lines are very, very blurred. Hmm. My opinion, Kiran, Tesla is an end-to-end experience company. Mm-hmm. What it is offering right. seems to be elevating a human condition. Okay. Apple has chosen a different sphere of human life on which hmm. it provides a good experience. And Tesla has chosen a different sphere of life on which it should provide a better experience. Hmm. It's just that cars happen to be at the center of it. Okay. Around cars and around pleasure of driving, the idea of uh, sustainability baked into the cars, Mm -hmm. the hardware, software services working together with the car and the ecosystem that they have pretty much seems to be like what Apple is doing in iPhones, which is to create a complete customer experience. Okay. So, but we can debate it. We can go into each of these and try to understand. So you are comparing Tesla with Apple. I'm a bit more confused now when you're discussing. Yeah, I'll try to explain it one more time. So in my opinion, we are human beings. Right. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. <laughs> we, we are human beings. But the opinion I have is that as humans, we have different parts of our lives which we want to improve. Yeah. A phone improves a certain part of our life. Mm. A car improves a different part of our life. Yeah. Airlines improve a completely different part of our lives. Yeah. 
and in all these parts they were being serviced in a certain way in the past mm. and in all these parts the service experience has changed in the future which is today mm-hmm. take phones for example yeah. phones in the past were big rough wired phones have become almost like a digital twin of human beings yeah. where they define who we are our identities are pretty much managed by phone yeah similarly take cars mm-hmm. cars was a manufacturing business it still is to a large extent mm. but when it comes to tesla they are not offering you a car they are changing everything around how car ownership used to be they are a hardware company software company a supply yeah. chain company they are a supercharger network mm. so they are a power company in many ways mm. and at a very superficial level they are also a social network buyers mm. feel about tesla and so around such core set of loyal uh, followers you can also build network effects you know you can use right. them to perpetuate the brand and build a social network so all of these things when they come together they are creating an unforgettable experience for tesla buyers in the same way that an apple creates an unforgettable experience in a different part of life which is phones mm 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 so that is what i meant as right. a human being we have different phases uh, different parts of our lives that require different solutions yeah the other point i have is we should do two thought experiments let's say that there was no car companies in the world mm-hmm. and tesla was the only car company okay then would this question be relevant or not relevant if this is still relevant there would be no frame of reference mm-hmm. so some people would actually think that tesla is a software company that does cars yeah some people would think otherwise that it is a car company that does software the other way is that i think in the context of car companies you can also argue that tesla may be lesser than a traditional car company in the same way that car companies are lesser software companies than tesla mm-hmm. yeah so a traditional car company today like general motors or toyota maybe they are lesser software companies they look at car as their core product yeah and their relationship with you ends at the sales stage where they have given you a car to enable certain aspects of the car they put in software mm-hmm. they will put apple car play or android auto or some connected car hardware yeah to marginally or incrementally improve the experience you may have while you are driving the car mm. and so i feel that they are lesser software companies than tesla on the contrary tesla seems to be a lesser of a car company than traditional car companies and the reason is you look at the way the assembly line works there are countless videos yeah of uh, elon musk giving you a tour of the facilities, facilities yeah. you can see that the assembly line is automated to a large extent yeah it is running software and hardware that really allows them to do the kind of manufacturing and reduce the errors that would otherwise not be possible mm, mm, mm. so that in those aspects i feel like tesla is lesser of a car company right when you were comparing the other car manufacturers with tesla you said the others are less of a software company is it because tesla has been thinking more on the user experience part of it yeah and when they try to design the entire car experience hmm enrich the user experience 
which yeah. the other car manufacturers are not really thinking yeah. about it or doing that's it a very good point in fact i feel like traditional car companies seem to be keeping their car as the center of the universe and planning things around car but you are right in saying that it seems to be that tesla is keeping not the car but the customer at the center yeah. and designing parts of the ecosystem that fit the story of the customer not the story of the car yes the car is getting informed and updated and upgraded based on the story of the customer mm-hmm. and in the traditional companies the customer has to figure out among all the cars which car is better for him or her that is why you see that any buyer who is looking at buying a car is going to a multi retailer in the us or to various retail stores in europe yeah. to figure out what does he or she really want and it seems like when you have that question in today's world you probably as a car manufacturer are not really being very clear in what your product offers so exactly. I, i feel that you have a good point there i think one more uh, point that has come to my mind is and hmm. the other car manufacturers have dealers and right. third party retailers or whatever yeah and the consumer is interacting with these dealers but whereas tesla is getting direct feedback from consumers mm-hmm. and that might have helped them more to make use of technology to improve tesla yeah. that's right? that's a good point traditional car companies also have customers so does tesla but what is different in tesla is that it seems like they care about the feedback yeah. i would say feedback comes in both both kinds of companies but when it's a dealer in between the it kind of dilutes and the manufacturer does not maybe really yeah the business model requires car manufacturers to sell the cars to the dealers yeah and so now the dealers have to sell it to people like you and me yeah and make the difference in between as their as the money yeah so yes the incentive there is for the dealership to quickly sell the cars yeah So yes they are a little bit different you once have... they sell the cars their job is done so right they done. have no connect with the consumer right uh, customers are customers they drive the car they experience the product and they will have feedback yeah but tesla cares for the feedback mm. and other companies probably just collect feedback whether they apply it to the current product or build a new product that is a decision they take but it seems like the distance between customer feedback and product upgrades in tesla is smaller maybe just the fact that they chose direct to consumer model in selling their cars it mm. speaks a lot about tesla in mm. valuing the customer's feedback that's very interesting yeah. why do you think uh, they went direct to consumer because it's a car yeah well when you have a car you would expect that product to be experienced physically yeah you would want to touch and feel it test drive it etc yeah but i see that lot of customers of tesla don't even test drive the car mm. i mean obviously they are informed about the car but they simply go on the site mm. customize and sell it and i wonder what you think about that why is that happening because it's a very interesting question will customers of ford simply buy the car without touching and feeling the car I think they will experience I it. I think they will experience it. Yeah. But in case of Tesla something magical is happening. Yeah. I remember they launched the latest model and they got orders from places where there were no there were no dealerships and there was no car to test drive it. Right. And I feel that is quite revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I think they have gone to a different orbit as a company. Hmm. I feel like they have this credibility in the eye of the consumer. Even yeah. those who don't own Tesla look up to Elon Musk. Yeah. His presence in the company and personality also matters a little bit. And I think people like the fact that Tesla is this iconic brand. They're just like iPhones. A lot of iPhone users don't even care to try the phone. They just buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe not to forget that it's an electric car. Most recognized in the electric EV category at least. There was a car, uh, they launched Cybertruck, which looked like yeah. a completely crazy car <laughs> product. Yeah. And people booked it from all across the world. Yeah. I mean, no one has driven it except Elon Musk. But, but people uh, booked What's happened to that car? I don't see it in the news these days. Yeah, I don't know Cyber what truck. is the latest on it. I think they are uh, building the assembly line for it or there was some rumor also that they will shut it down. Yeah. But Elon Musk recently said that it is on track to be delivered. It's just going to take a little bit more time. Speaking about assembly lines, I also remember uh, that Tesla already worked on uh, bringing the number of parts in the car down compared to the other cars yeah and that makes makes it easier for tesla to manufacture cars is one mm-hmm. second is you have a low uh, maintenance cost for the customer that is using because mm. there are no moving parts right and so your servicing is much faster simpler mm-hmm. and low maintenance cost so i think this is a result of keeping the customer in between yeah and then building the car around the user experience of customers. Yeah, and that is why I said uh, that Tesla seems to be a lesser of a car company than other car companies. Because as yeah. you rightly pointed out, the assembly line is different. The way the car is manufactured is, manufactured is different. Yeah. Then, as you just said, uh, the number of parts in the car uh, are dramatically less. Yeah. So, it does feel like it is more of a technology company. The other way to also think about it is if you remove technology from Tesla cars, Mm. then what is left of the car? It is just a moving object. Right. It's just any other car. Yeah. And the focus of the software, hardware, services, the car, the supercharger network, all of them coming together around the customer Mm -hmm. seems to be the magic trick for Tesla. So can we call it a design company then when they think about the user in between and then they design the experience of the user or the customer and then they make use of technology to build a product. Yeah. As you can see, the products are beautiful. Yeah. And uh, the retail experience is pretty good. I know you and I, we have seen the Tesla showroom here in Sweden many times. Yeah. Quite Quite, quite a sight to see. Beautiful, yeah. And also the idea of Tesla, you know, keeping yeah. its showroom in a in a mall mm-hmm. is something new. Yeah. Yeah, it is something new. And they don't have a lot of showrooms. Yeah. So, you might be right. I feel like they are a company that focuses on the customer end-to-end. They don't look at a car customer journey from starting at the point someone enters the car to the point they leave the car 
i think they look at the car journey much more holistically yeah 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 and that includes uh, you know the store experience the service experience the pre sales experience and to a large extent through elon musk stage in which a customer is thinking about a car right tesla is present there also in the thoughts yeah in many ways it might be a customer experience company right it just so happens to operate in the car, car part company. of human life yeah but yeah and focused on one yeah and now i think interestingly we can come to apple yeah apple has redefined what customer experience means mm. so what's your take on apple to be honest to me whenever i think of apple iphone is the product that comes to my mind mm. um i feel like they're a phone company but i also see they're bringing in different products that are you know touching your day to day events like mm. the apple watch monitors your health and uh, you have maybe apple tv also which you would or one would use in their day to day activities mm. and then you have home pods mm-hmm. uh and then you have other services like um, apple music so i feel like apple is getting into uh, every aspect of your day to day life right from when you get up and when you end your day mm. they're trying to touch aspects of your life everywhere yeah right so they are also getting into your end to end experience in a in your day day to day life uh, they have chosen your daily life as an area of human experience they want to improve right and to a large extent they have been able to do pretty well mm. when they started yes they were a phone company but i think the first phone came out in 2007 the first proper operating system well the app store came out in 2010 i believe mm. and good software started coming 2012 to 2014 mm. um and then the services started to come from 2017 onwards i think around that time mm-hmm. apple music and yeah. all of the other things So now the business is fundamentally different from what it was when Steve Jobs announced the first phone. Now I personally see Apple's business as hardware, software and services. That is how the management also explains the business. Okay. But from the consumer point of view you are right. All these uh, different segments, hardware, software and services hmm. come together and interweave themselves in the daily life of a or a consumer and that is what makes iphone so impactful yeah it's like one slab of hardware through which you can access all kinds of services yeah that were never possible to be provided to you yeah and it one interesting thing that i find is that on the hardware side and software side they have been able to do all the heavy lifting so they have saved the entire world Mm. of developers and creators mm. from building complex software yeah yeah because a lot of those things they have simplified right through the hardware and software that they provide so yeah. that other people simply have to ride on it and make apps quickly yeah whether it is making the apps or it is uh, making the language on which the app is made so yeah. they have something called as swift now which is 
pretty much a very optimized programming language yeah that you can use to build apps very quickly yeah they also have hardware accelerators built yes. into os various kinds of apis yeah that make it very simple for any developer to build augmented reality and virtual reality experiences yeah, yeah. imagine if the hardware and software wasn't capable yeah then it it would depend on the developer to build these uh, components from scratch right and then every developer would build a different kind of augmented reality experience yes yes i mean the way they would build from bottom up the hardware and software would be very different from one developer to another yeah so because they have standardized it and put it into their hardware and software they have reduced the cost of building technology on top of that hardware software stack right for everyone else right the distribution is also cheaper because there are billion ios devices which are active in the market today yeah so if anyone obviously builds an app and then you can distribute it to a billion users in no time yeah and also <clears throat> apple has started getting into making its own hardware like the m2 chips m1 chips mm. it's i mean i think it's again stemming from delivering a first class customer experience yeah, yeah right to yeah. for the code that App- apple develops it mm-hmm. needs to perform and you can only make sure that the code performs when you also make your own hardware yeah right yeah at the end they take it very seriously yeah so that people's lives can change i know i sound like a fanboy but you are a fanboy of yeah, apple it it is a strategy which is paying off ultimately yeah, yeah. uh they may not be the highest in market share by number of shipments mm. of devices but when you look at the profitability metric yeah. in uh, consumer electronics yeah they have the highest share of the market right for every phone they make the maximum profit yeah it is debatable whether that price is justified or not we are not discussing that yeah but it seems like the cash that they make they reinvest that in building better hardware and software capabilities because yeah they want to improve customer experience one strategy is the non ios non apple strategy which is you get a group of suppliers together mm. take their parts build a phone yeah take the operating system from a different company uh, trim it down or jazz it up depending on the hardware right. that you have put together yeah and build a phone that you can offer at different price points yeah yeah so a lower tier phone might have fewer hardware capabilities than let's say a flagship phone mm-hmm. and that strategy has its merits but the customer experience there can be fundamentally different depending on which tier of the market you operate in yeah so if you are a oneplus your user your experience is very different than if you are a samsung galaxy s21 user than if you are a xiaomi user you are a little bit towards the bottom end of the market yeah so the experience is very right and one could also argue that the reason some companies follow this strategy is because cons- consumer is not their main concern their concern is shipments Mm. so within these segment segments how do i become a market leader mm-hmm. and so if you see xiaomi strategy or oneplus or uh, samsung they try to flood the market with as many phones in these segments as possible not yeah. so much in the flagship yeah 
but in the bottom and the medium ends of the market you will see Xiaomi has multiple offerings multiple devices Samsung yeah. has multiple offerings then there are so many other players yeah who have different kinds of offerings so it's a complete fragmented product uh, market yes. of smartphones yes and customers if they cared about the customers i i'm i'm not trying to attribute motive but it would be very logical to think that if these companies cared about the end user they would probably focus on building the very best experience in those segments rather than flooding the market with multiple products yeah that just tells me that they are looking at expanding their market share mm-hmm. because they want across each product that they offer yes helps them improve shipments and all of those things yeah so i feel like apple on the other hand has chosen a different path and the reason people value the company so high and uh, uh, they are willing to pay so much mm. is because of the experience, the experience that they the offer yeah which is a different strategy you don't have too many phones from apple so then we call apple also as a design company not so much as a technology yeah, company yeah i think customer experience i don't know if they hang a big customer journey map and apple headquarters and draw a customer journey but yeah. what i would say is that it seems to uh, it seem it suddenly seems to be that all parts of apple come together in a way where they are completely customer obsessed yeah and if you look at the phones the latest models iphone 14 and 13 they mm-hmm. brought back the uh, flat edges that was in iphone 5 yeah based on the feedback that they've been receiving on the yeah. grip that it had right the so, curved phones yeah. were slipping away from exactly yeah. and so they changed the design back and then they're also starting to design their own hardware design not just in software and hardware but also they're designing their services and products in a way where it touches all aspects of your life like like i said yeah. from when you get up to when you sleep Yeah and Apple also brought back the MagSafe charger in the MacBooks after 5 years. Mm. So they had discarded the MagSafe chargers and they went for USB-C chargers for subsequent MacBook models and they've recently relaunched it. Right. They decided 2 years ago to ditch Intel. Yeah. Because the processors were not giving Apple customers the experience that Apple would want them to have. Right. Yeah. and so they embarked on building their own chip yeah and that chip has is a market disruptor yes the kind of efficiencies and performance it is providing is next level yeah but i don't think that uh, people like you and me and many other folks around the world are buying products because of a chip mm because if it was just about the chip they could have bought a dell lenovo and all other yeah yeah i think there is something more deeper which is the essence of the customer experience yeah. keeping customers at the center and building weaving apple as part of the daily life of a human being and if it were only a phone company <clears throat> maybe it wouldn't have gone into the details of chip but apple yeah. is going into it yeah, yeah. exactly i mean the other companies simply source parts and assemble and create a phone yeah but apple likes to as we like to call in management vertically integrate all parts of the supply chain so that they have control on the quality of the product yeah whether it is hardware software or services yeah and provide the very best experience now there is recently some concern that apple may start to 
build an ads business mm-hmm. and we will have to see how they do ads on iPhones or iPads and because ultimately the ads will be viewed by those who have Apple devices right <clears throat> so will this become another android story i don't know we'll but i highly see. doubt yeah yeah we'll have to wait definitely but knowing apple and the kind of products they built i feel like that may not happen in the way that it does in non apple platforms yeah so i feel like you know both apple and tesla they're strongly almost related in terms of uh, delivering high customer experience that is they think about the design first and then they think about how technology and chips or the manufacturing of cars can be hmm. you know taken up yeah another company that comes to mind is uh, amazon yeah we haven't discussed amazon but maybe we should discuss that in a, another episode I want to share some good news about Spotter. We have found out that we are doing pretty well in Netherlands and in India. We hope to do well in other markets as well. But for these two markets in the management segment of podcasts, we are in the top 150. Uh given that I don't have too many episodes, I'm trying my best to put as many out as possible. Uh and uh, I want to thank everyone who's listening to it. Uh, every listenership every listener matters a lot and thank you for making this meaningful not just for yourselves but for me as well thank you for listening to spotter podcast i hope you like this topic next week we will be back with another one and i hope that you like that one as well if you do like the podcast please feel free to subscribe to it and share it either the entire podcast or a specific episode that you enjoyed the idea is that the more you do these two things the more people hear these ideas and it helps me make a small contribution to the conscience of the world thank you for your listenership